Welcome, bienvenue, to this Fantasy Tools pod special. In this episode, we talk about Game of Thrones 8.6, aka the series finale. Here's what I think we should do. I think we should talk about the resolution of our predictions. So we had said last week that we were going to judge it based on the spirit of who was more correct and who was more wrong. Mm -hmm. I think we pretty much have to uh, call it a push. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was was thinking about this in game theory this morning. I was like, it kind of feels like we're split it down the middle so it's like does that mean that i have to argue that i won to try to make sure that mike doesn't try to argue that he won i think so right so the tale of the tape is that i think i was more correct on who was going to be alive and dead at the end but i also said verbatim quote what was the point of bran in the last podcast <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> so i yeah, think you did I think because he's now king that I I can't possibly win. Like that feels just straight out disqualifying for what I thought was going to happen. Exactly. I I went back and listened to what I what we said last week and I heard that and I was like, "Okay, I got it. Spirit of it." And then it was like I was like convinced that Danny was still going to be alive and on the throne or something like that. I was like, "Yeah, well, maybe not." So this brings up a good point. We talked about who was going to be on the Iron Throne at some point, you know, mm-hmm. when odds were out. And I brought up Bran. Did I take Bran in that? Like, a long time ago? Ooh, I don't actually know. I'm going to have to dig that up and find out. I can't remember, because I believe I said, I'll take him. Because I have two shots at the apple with him and the Night King. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. So that's pretty. That's pretty good. I mean, that's that's a big that's a big I pro for apple. you. It certainly it certainly wasn't John, um, and oh man, yeah, it certainly wasn't John. Uh, but he did do more of what I predicted, which was he did kill Daenerys. Yeah, yeah, he you you were correct there, and they. They sort of end ran around and gave us the uh, gave us all of the lords assembled just for for no reason. I mean, you not for ask no reason, me, but is Edmure even alive? <laughs> is Robin even still alive? Well, and did they did they cash another check? Those actors, yeah, they did. They did. And how about how about the sighting of some Prince of Dorne, unnamed Prince of Dorne? <laughs> I know. And so we got two mentions of Dorne essentially by having that guy there as well as the from Winterfell to Dorne yes. I was like mm. do you think do you think that you could ID all of the people sitting in that circle because there were a couple couple guys in there that I was like I don't know who you are and I'm not sure why you have a vote which actually brings up our other question of who's leading the West right now presumably it's one of those people that I don't know who they are. Right. The show really set it up to end on the Starks. It was the story of the Starks. The first book was really the story of the Starks. And that's where it um, it continued to go, I guess. Right. I think that this 
that this is a pretty solid book ending too, as well. I mean, I just don't like how the show got there. And we've, yeah, I mean, we've danced around this. I think that it was what I would give that show B plus B, you know, somewhere in the mm, 87, 87%. And the thing is, is yeah, it, it wrapped up things all right. But again, whiplash to get from the end of last season to now. Yeah. To me, it really hasn't made sense since that episode. I agree with that. And I was, I was relitigating some of our discussions in my head earlier and thought that realizing like, okay, actually a lot of the narrative choices that they made this season make more sense in light of this episode, in light of where they got to. Like, I see why if they had this as their end goal, which they presumably have for a number of years, if they had this as their end goal, then they basically, everything had to happen as it did. That said, it just didn't make any sense because they didn't have time to spin it all out. Right. Because that was another, that should have probably happened over, well, that should have, A, happened over at least two full seasons. Right. And probably a third. I was feeling, I was really feeling it when there were multiple fade to blacks. (laughs) You know, in the episode, like, okay, you can't do this. Why Why would you put this many, like, fade to black end of episode moments in one episode? Like, that tells you something, right? <laughs> what did I say? ROTK. I really wanted to talk about ROTK. You, so, the thing that made it, that, that made me think, like, oh, man, maybe Eric has to win, is that the spirit that you were in with ROTK, so right. Was so right, yeah. It, I mean, it had to be. They must have been fans of RTK. There are direct parallels. I listed four of them that I think are valid. You can tell me if you think these are right. So there's okay. there's a king, right? There is actually oh. a king. Yeah. And there, there's a queen. She's in a different yeah. place, but there's a queen. There's a ship. Like, yeah. oh, so somebody just is sailing off into the nothing? Like, oh, hmm, where have I heard this one before? Okay. Or like, <laughs> there's a Sam. I see him. Yeah. Who plays a key part. And yep. there's a book. The book. Mm-hmm. I did. I also appreciated the book because it's a, a shout out to Slughorn. How do you mean? Because it wasn't oh, written. He, it wasn't written right. by Sam. It was written by Ebros, right. who is Slughorn. And he rewrote. The, he and he had given that name a while ago. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. It was okay. They had set that, which was a good like you know f you to the Sam is George R. R. Martin story but actually mm-hmm. i like this because it means now that slughorn is george r, r. martin and mm-hmm. i can still be sam nice wow right slughorn is r, r. martin think do you think he knows that <laughs> which one slughorn or r, r. martin <laughs> both <laughs> honestly if i was going to write myself a character you could do a lot worse than slughorn i yeah no, pretty good one. <laughs> I did I did appreciate. Okay. The brawn has the reach is pretty incredible. We had both just just dismissed that as out of hand. And I was wrong. I mean I owe you three points, right? I said I would give you three points on the brawn thing because I thought that there was if, gonna be he a, showed up and didn't fire a crossbow. A different resolution. Yeah. Braun's just freaking there. <laughs> 
I know that was great at the end. Like how how did they get word to Braun? They're like, come back, buddy. It's fine. <laughs> I think he's the kind of guy that has his finger on the pulse. They just was. I can't actually remember. Had Braun and Davos ever said a line to each other? I don't think so. They definitely were like, this is a good pairing to go out on. Like, I mean, that was that was perfect. I agree. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was so I was so in on that out. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, it had a lot of elements that were great for ending, and um, like, we got one more ghost. Yep. Which we should mention. Yeah. Oh, I you have it listed here. Um, I was correct on Gendry and Ghost coming, having one more appearance. I'm glad that Ghost and John are back together. Is John the Wall? Is John the King beyond the Wall now? Yeah. So John. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If I didn't know, one smile was supposed to mean, oh, John is going to be the Targaryen north of the Wall. If I didn't know any better, in the sense that it would be insane to sign on for this. This is like, this is like, two thousands screenwriting one hundred and one. Like always, leave room for the sequel. Like never say no yeah. to the option for a sequel. Yeah. Like, well, we could go off with Arya next. We could see what's happening with John. Like, you know, huge expansive stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for Sansa, I guess. But like, you know, no one's there. they're not going to revisit that story because. That's fine. But that's fine. I mean, she's cashing those X-Men checks now, so she doesn't have to worry about she, no, she, her future. Yeah, she's fine. She's fine on that. She's fine on that front. And yeah, I mean, what's her her resolution is what? She has a normal relationship with a human being. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not revisit it. Let's not find out. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like she hit her zenith right there of, of being crowned. Queen of the North. The only show that I would accept after this is whatever Drogon's up to. What is he up to? That was pretty funny. It's just where is he heading east? I don't know. Bran's gonna find him though. So he destroyed the Iron Throne, right? Therefore, no one will sit on the Iron Throne. So all of the bets are mute. Are moot. I'm sorry, mute. That's a <laughs> It's a dadism. Um, does that mean that, like, did a bunch of people in Las Vegas lose their money because no one's going to sit on the Iron Throne? I think that there was a no one category. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's where I was going to argue if you had started to argue that you had won and it wasn't a push. I was going to say what I had said was that she's going to break the wheel. And I think. Melting down the Iron Throne is pretty breaking the wheelish. I wrote, I did write down directly that for the Iron Throne bets, I had said John and you said break wheel. I mean, you know, who saw a pivot to democracy coming? I mean, that was, I did like that it was, it was mentioned by Sam in such a corny way. I was like, oh my God, can you, can we get this Trump stuff out of here? Like, this is a clear nod to American politics in like a in like a um, episode three sort of way, and I was and then they just laughed it off, and I was like, okay, thank God. It was it was a really good laugh line. What am I gonna let my horse vote or ask my horse's opinion? Yeah, 
Alas, my dog says pretty good. Edmure Tully. God, I did like the Edmure Tully coming back and getting bitch slapped by Sansa. I mean, he he had a larger role than Robin Aaron. We'll give him that. Yep. What next? Do we think that any of the um, spinoff shows are going to happen? Pre-spinoffs. I don't, I don't think that they revisit the world after this, even though last discussion that we had, I sort of tried to speak that into existence. Yeah. I agree. I mean, there's, there's clearly, be, you know, this is the part where I, <laughs> where I just fall into the sequel trap. I mean, there's clearly interesting stuff to happen in this world in the future. Right? And if you're George R. R. Martin, then you you can think about those things and think about the impact that they have down the road. Like, okay, so dragons are back now. So what does it mean for this global world that dragons are back? Are dragons back or is there a dragon? That's a good question. I mean, well, first of all, no one's ever fleshed out how exactly dragons reproduce in this world, as far as I know. Oh, they could be asexual. Yeah. Or Drogon could be a babe and she's just holding a bunch of eggs that are fertilized and it's going to... I don't know. Okay. I sh- I'm gonna stay away. Let's stay away from that too. It's like politics. I'm just. I'm not even saying that it has to be a char- a show with these characters. It's more like, you know, when when you ask George R. R. Martin about the history of Westeros, he just like can you know rattle off what these kings did. He doesn't have the story fleshed out per se, but he can tell you what yeah. they did. I would find something like that to be compelling. Like Zuma had 200 years. See what the world, what the Westerosi world looks like now, and just be like, and all these things happened with John, and these things happened with Sansa, and these things happened with Arya. Yep. Like that's what I would find more compelling if you wanted to revisit this world. Yeah. But the same thing could the same thing could be said for Middle Earth, right? Oh like, no, what's, absolutely. What's up in Middle Earth these days? I don't know. But I would be more interested in going back and seeing some of the, um, the going backwards in time and you're seeing your obsession era. with the Night of the Laughing Tree, man. You're not going to get it, okay? Uh, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I did mention it just like after it was fade to black at the end there. It's like, didn't get it. <laughs> how, how do you feel about the ending? How do you feel about it? I feel done. I feel done. I feel done too. I was thinking about this. So when did you start watching the show? Uh, end of season one. End of season one. Do you remember which one? I was in before Ned Stark was killed because uh. I watched the show from the beginning and then I read all the books between seasons two and three. Oh, nice. So I, um, <laughs> right, that's, that's a good way to do it. So I, um, for when, like everybody was, a, a lot of people that I was friends with, you were friends with, were talking about Game of Thrones by like episode three or something like that, 1.3. And I was like, no, I, I want to read, I want to read the books first. This isn't like, this isn't going to be like that big of a thing. It might not even you might not even go through all the books. This is incredibly odd. And then got through season one, like my roommate was watching it and I was like, I'm not going to watch it. And then, um, I had like one day of 
a stomach bug and I was like and it was just started like season two was just coming and I was like I'm just gonna watch them all <laughs> <laughs> no and I proceeded to I proceeded to watch um eight hours of them and then it was like okay I'm hooked well that's all you have to so do was, right all you, I, I wonder what the minimum number that you could watch back to back and just be obsessed is it's probably like three and it wasn't even and as I said as I've said many times on this podcast I decided that like right before that I was like I'm gonna read these wheel of time books not knowing <laughs> what a commitment that was <laughs> So I was like through the third Wheel of Time book at, at this point, and I was like, I'm never gonna get to the end of these. I just, I, I just have to do, do Song of Ice and Fire show at the same time. I'm just gonna no casually read these Wheel of Time books. <laughs> what a statement! Three years later, <laughs> uh, what a statement! The only books to rival George R. R. Martin's in size. Either bigger, yeah. And there's more repeated dumb stuff. Yeah, very Yeah, true. no, I feel good about this. I feel I feel like it's been now it's been seven years for me I, of yeah. this experience. And it's time to move on, I guess. I'm ready to find to find the next thing. The next thing. Exactly. I am ready to listen to um I did really feel like I needed to listen to Annie Lennox into the West at the end of this. <laughs> I have to say, yeah, on the music topic, I loved the I'm like I'm definitely going through the season 8 soundtrack today because I loved the the theme with the chorus in it that ended the show. Oh, that was pretty good. No, we were commenting on the music was kind of absent in the yeah. first half of the episode until basically um Daenerys died. Yes. No, I I thought that I thought that the music was structured very well for this show. And I'll be I'll be interested to listen to the songs um apart from the show. I mean, of all the people in this show who's going to like make a career is like still on the ascendancy from this show, probably him. Well, let's leave it there. We both good. feel good about it. This is it. We have just said the last long sequence of words about Game of Thrones. That's it. No one else should ever talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that you'll have a that there will be a very intense book club from us if the books ever come out. Oh, that'll be awesome. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, let's let's talk baseball tomorrow. Let's do it. <laughs>